what would you uh, tell people that want to get started in like farming or homesteading? I say, go ahead. This is the Farm Hop Live podcast. I'm Matt DeRocher. Today, my guest is Bowtied Farmer on Twitter. I have no intro for him, a real man of mystery. How are you doing today? Doing really well. How are you? Good, thank you. So, I guess, let's to start out, why the anonymity? So, what it is, is it's an online community really based on Twitter. Uh, we basically, it's a group that follows an account called Bowtied Bull. Okay. He is, he started this online, uh, I guess you would say writing, marketing, uh, following a long time ago called um, Wall Street Playboys. And he's all about, he's kind of got a Wall Street background. Um, He talks about efficiency, how to get rich, a lot of uh, e-commerce type lifestyle and tips and strategies. So I began following him and reading some of his stuff a couple years ago. He transitioned from Wall Street Playboys to Bowtie Bull. Um, about a year ago and I started reading that he has a sub stack and really, really enjoyed it. It's, it's kind of crypto based. It's about kind of taking finances in your own hands and trying to get away from this banking system. And uh, anyway, right. People started making, in their own bow tied accounts and it just really took off and so now if you look on twitter there's all kinds of them there's a bow tied ox there's just and they call it the jungle and so there's all these animals and people and it's all anonymous and uh it's really cool it's really fun um i like it because i can dm or email anybody in the jungle I don't know who they are, but they could be a lawyer. They could have Wall Street background. They could be a farmer. You know, it's amazing the network and the reach. You know, if I have a, if I'm trying to set up a website, I can reach out to this guy, Possum, and he is a website guru. I mean, so it's just, it's really cool. And um, so I got into it. I decided I'd do farmer. I got a little bit of a uh, farm background. I'm not like a real farmer. I'm more of a homesteader. (laughs) And so uh, farmer was just kind of cool. It was short and sweet. And that was, I started, I joined the group um, in May of 2021. So it's been a wild ride. (laughs) That's awesome. I, I forgot to start off with something. So in the spirit of your anonymity, I don't have a bow tie, but I do have this. Cool. So I thought I'd rock it in style. I'm also anonymous today. 
So I should just delete yeah. my, my name. Bowtied <laughs> Matt, maybe. There you go. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so then you said you're not much of a farmer, more of a homesteader. So then how did you get started homesteading? Uh, so I'm on some land, this family land. Uh, I was coming up here all my life, um, riding four wheelers and playing in the woods. Uh, later on in life, I moved up this way, actually, just through another through through work. And I was renting. And finally, one day I was like, man, I just need to move out on this land. And so I talked to my grandma and she uh, let me build a little house out here. And you know, it just kind of fit. I started gardening, you know, as soon as I got out here, man, another thing is like my grandpa was a, a gardener. Um, I was always outside doing stuff. I, I love the outdoors. And so, um, when I moved out here, I kind of messed around with a small garden and, uh, really COVID kind of clicked like, Hey, I kind of want to start growing my own food and try to, you know, sure, yeah. see what I, see what I can do, and I bit got bit by the bug, and I mean, I went crazy. I, I did a big garden, and I love it now. Another thing is, my wife is a huge animal lover, and so whenever we got out here, she wanted goats, and so I I'm kind of like the laborer. You know, I built <laughs> I built some fences. And sure. got her some goats, and then we wanted chickens, so we got chickens and goats for the... meat or goats for milk. Uh, well, they were just goats for fun starting out. Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> we had some. Uh, we started out with some Nigerian dwarf goats, and they're really fun. I mean, I built all kind of stuff for them to climb on and jump around on, and it was really fun. And then she got into the uh, La Manchas. So now we have uh, three La Mancha goats, two does and a, and a buck. And so um, this past two or three months ago, we got some more Nigerians, some, some registered little small Nigerians, a boy and a girl, so that we can get some, some babies from them too. So, uh, yeah, it was just getting animals, right? My, my wife loves animals, so we just started – you know, acquiring more and more animals. Now I have uh, 30 hens, uh, three goats. I got a cow and I got three dogs, three cats. Nice. I'm assuming the cows <laughs> for milk then. No, well, I say it's a cow. It's actually a bull. Um, oh. <laughs> I bought him a year ago. Uh, a year ago, I bought some beef from a guy that he, he'll he get a steer and raise it and then finish it off, and I bought some meat from him. Uh, and I was like, man, I can do this. So I, I have a about a half acre um, behind my house that is fenced in. So I got on Facebook, and I found this guy. He actually just brought me the cow and everything. The, it was a baby. It was like a six-month-old um bull for three hundred dollars and he brought it to me hmm. so nice. that was my first yeah that was my first uh experience with cows or bulls or whatever you want to call it 
So I don't know what I'm going to do with him yet. He, he was actually, I told the guy, I wanted him to be banded. And he's like, yeah, 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 I'll band him before I bring him. And I didn't know what I was doing, right? So he pulls up with the trailer and lets him out in my pasture. He wasn't banded. <laughs> so I got a bull now. And uh, I, I've read that you can still butcher them like when they're young. And it sure. doesn't really mess with the meat too bad. Um, I'm trying to get some f- more fences up and I might just, if I get these fences up, I might just put them out in the front pasture and keep him, you know, he's intact and then I can just get some, some cows and breed him. So I don't know yet. Still playing with it. Of what's course. the, what's the deciding factor, I guess, for you? Like, what do you kind of like, mm, what's this? What's, you know, what, how would you make that decision? That? Well, uh, obviously, my wife definitely wants to just keep him, right? She does not want to eat him. But I'm looking at him like, uh, so I guess right now he's in a smaller pen. I mean, he's got plenty of room. But I'm kind of wanting to get him out of there and uh, clean that pasture up where he's at and that's kind of where I need to put my goats now. Okay. So I need another place to put that, the big boy so he can kind of get out of the way and, go, you know, right. have more room. So that's the only reason. And then plus I'm kind of getting low on beef again. I got a half a cow about six months ago, six or seven months ago. So it will be time. I'm thinking by the end of the summer, he'll be big enough and ready. So Did you I say what kind? Say. What what kind of cow? Uh, he's a black Angus. Black Angus, okay. And uh, he's he's not he's still not very big though. I mean he's not like huge. So he's still got some growing to do. Hopefully when it, the the grass is turning green now, so hopefully he'll shoot up in the next four months. I'm thinking. Did you say how much acreage you're on? Is it more than five? Uh yeah well so. It's a family land. Um, it's 200 acres. Oh, wow. Um, but I'm on three. Okay. You know, like my, I got deeded three from my that's, grandma. That's pretty sweet. So yeah, it's awesome, man. I got plenty of room really. Um, I got three acres is enough to do a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, I got, I got this cow and all the goats and my garden I got fruit trees and everything planted right on three acres, right? I mean, that's just barely enough to get all that on there. But obviously, you know, later on, whenever people move on, uh, there will be opportunities to get more of this land. I'm going to try to keep it all in the family. We'll see what happens. The future is unknown. Oh, yeah. Because you got to buy people out and everybody wants money. So we'll see what happens. Are you, I'm trying to figure out roughly where you are because you're so like intentionally elusive about it. I'm like, okay, are you east or west of the Mississippi? And then I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, east. East of the Mississippi. Okay. All right. East for All right. Sure. That's good enough for me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we can right. talk. Uh, so we can talk later you know um all right 
there's there's ways to to break the anonymity once we you know but i don't know though you know you know i'm i'm farmer so yeah it's very strange it's a so (laughs) the anonymity thing the reason why the anonymity is with crypto i don't know if you're familiar with it but there's there's a little bit security there's some security issues with it you know, there's not, um, and I'm not saying me personally, but like, let's say I was a rich, rich guy with all this money and, uh, it's not in a bank anymore. Right. It's not with right? uh, wall street on, in the stock market. It's like, and it could possibly be in your house or it could be, you know, uh, a lot more security to worry about. You don't really want everybody knowing who you are anymore. And plus, sure. uh, just the whole cancel culture nowadays. I tell you what, ever since I've started this account as a non, it's what I've always wanted. Because I would go on Facebook with you know my normal account. You can't say what you want to say, you know, because my mom's on it and my, my aunt. <laughs> Sure, and I, I can't get post you. a picture of something. I can't say, hey, man, I love this rap song. I really love this rap song. You know, because they'll yeah. be like, you're not supposed to be listening to rap music. <laughs> and so it's really cool being anonymous. I still work trying to keep it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But I feel like we're moving towards um, an age to where privacy is going to be a luxury, you know? Yes, definitely. So, I mean, I get it. I absolutely get it. Um, mm-hmm. I But for, like, if we want to get into it just, like, a little bit, like, me personally, like people like to be able to see a face. Um, yeah. I mean, otherwise it's just like working at an Amazon warehouse, right? Like you don't even know like who your coworkers are, who your managers are. I mean, you got like your manager is a robot or something. I don't know. So, um, yeah, we still, we, so we can't lose that human touch. It's really weird. Here we go again. Like I, there yeah. are people that were in the community, the Bowtie community uh, online, and they were anonymous. And then as soon as like some of them decided to like you know go another way, and they just hmm. switch their account and put their face on their profile. As soon as somebody does that, it's it's weird. Like as soon as you see somebody's face, everything changes. It's totally I can't explain it to you. Um, yeah. but like, as soon as you see my face, everything, like even, even hearing my voice tonight, you know, now, you know, a little bit more about me, right? Before I don't know. You but, heard my I mean, yeah, voice, but like voices don't you didn't match know. faces very well. Yeah. But like, I can just, okay. So there's people in the, in the community that like I interact with, like we all know each mm-hmm. other, right? There's this guy, Bernard. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he goes on spaces and I hear his voice, right? And and there's another guy. Um, I don't know. It just gives you another detail about that person. 
that you didn't it's kind of like reading a book right whenever you sure. read a book it's really cool you you read Willy Wonka the chocolate factory and then you watch the movie and it's not the same it's totally different right right your yeah, imagination I, I can understand that makes that anonymous account seem cooler than it is or worse than it is I don't know. It's just interesting. It's kind of like a, yeah. kind of like an experiment for me. That's true. That, I mean, there is something to it. So you get to kind of say what you want to say. And um, I don't know, just don't have to worry yeah. so much about the backlash and like, man, am I going to get like with my name, you know, right there being in the lower lower left corner like it's gonna be pretty easy to find me and ruin my freaking life <laughs> i say something that pisses somebody off or whatever so yeah there's... and i mean i'm still not gonna do that i'm not gonna i'm not i would never say anything wrong but people can misconstrue what you say and absolutely take it out of context and uh and that that's another thing like whenever i was on twitter before i always wanted to be anonymous really i would get nervous that somebody would see my name and like try to come find me you know that probably would never happen but i just kind of i don't know twitter's kind of crazy right yes it's one thing to be on facebook um facebook's a lot different than twitter twitter is like you can you can get in a lot of trouble like if you get a rage mob after you yeah i mean i don't know it's just crazy there's a lot of wild wild (laughs) yes there is twitter absolutely you know what i mean you you crazy bow tied community people anyway so (laughs) you yeah and and the bow tied community is cool because like you got a lot of uh you got a lot of help you can we stick together and you know we all are it's it's really cool because it's a very positive place, right? So there's a lot of, especially starting out uh, back in over the summer. I mean, it was just so much fun. I was sharing pictures of my, my farm stuff, my chickens and everything I'm doing. And everybody just loved it. And people would like my stuff, you know, before people, you would post stuff on Twitter and it get like no likes, you know, yeah. nobody, it's like, it's like a void. Mm-hmm. Because it's so hard to get traction on Twitter, right? It's Absolutely. almost impossible. So it was like a jumping off pad, a launch pad, because we could all like each other's stuff and it kind of, and then it started growing outwards. And so that was another cool aspect of it. Yeah. Um. So you said you you had a garden with your with your grandma, did you say? When you like kind of so how like how'd you get started growing food? I mean, well, uh, growing up, my grandpa he always had a big garden, and like I would be out there helping him. I wasn't like I wasn't like you know spending all day out there, and he you know I was I was kind of young too. He, he got older. I was the baby. So I was probably six, seven, eight, nine, that age. So I still didn't really know what was going on with the garden. I was just 
just out there playing in it and helping. And so he kind of, he developed Alzheimer's and um, passed away. I wish he was still around so much knowledge, but anyway, he kind of planted that seed in me and uh, I had a little background. I, I love being outside. And so we moved out here. We had a little bit of land, right? And I'm like, well, I'll plant a little garden. So I just kind of messed around with it. Didn't really know exactly what I was doing. And then finally, I was like, you know, I'm going to just do this all the way. So now I have uh, a tiller that goes on the back of my little tractor. And that was a game changer. I know a lot of people don't like tilling up the land. But I'm telling you, if you got one, you don't have to mess with that little tiller, you know, the hand tiller, you know, you can really, you can really get it right. So once I got that, made it a lot easier. And uh, I'm still learning, man. I'm only, I've only been doing the big garden for two years now, but I really enjoy it. We really do enjoy it. I'm enjoying this, uh, this sub stack you're, you're putting out. I'm still being, being cheap and, but man, just your, uh, just the free stuff that you're, you're putting out is pretty cool. Um, and we, we can get into that. that. We can get into that at the end, but, um, but yes, so you said Mark, uh, let's see. Sorry, I was trying to remember when the when COVID kicked off. That was kind of like your real big motivator to grow more of your own food, have a bigger garden, take on some animals. Was there was there something before that, or was that really like? Uh, uh no. Well, I guess maybe. Um, I guess that's just kind of when I got. I guess you would say red pilled. I was always kind of conservative, uh, but. COVID kind of opened my eyes to see that everything wasn't the way I thought it was. You know, I, I really can't trust everybody like I thought I could. And so I can't trust everything to go the way it's supposed to, you know? And, yeah. uh, so then, then I was like, I, I can't remember exactly. I, I think I just wanted to do the garden because, it just seemed like the right thing to do. So I, so I went up, I found a tiller and I drove a couple hours to go get it. And I started making a bigger garden. Cause that was always the thing that would hold me back was I wanted a bigger garden, but I don't feel like running this little hand tiller, you know, all the way <laughs> no. around, you know, it, it's just a lot more work, right? Yeah, Absolutely. And I had a disc that went on the back of my tractor, but the disc just never really got it right. So I got a tiller. And uh, then the next thing is the rows. You know, the rows, you got to have something to to draw some rows. And uh, I got one of those. And so now I'm in business, right? I can make make a garden as long as I wanted to now. But... uh, and I really want to make a bigger one, but you got to have some flat land and you got to have plenty of room. So I made a bigger one last year, but it was a little bit too far away from the house. The, I got a uh, deer, deer are really bad around here. So they'll start tearing everything up. Sounds like too a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, they're bad. I don't like them. You know, I really don't like deer. 
because uh, they just eat all my stuff. They're just, they're just. But so, I mean, like, you can. Yeah, it's good to have them. Yeah, I mean, it's an easy way to stock the freezer if they're just walking right into your property. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm just saying, uh, people, people think like, oh, it's a beautiful deer. They're just so gorgeous, and you know, they're just so calm and peaceful. But really. They're kind of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> they can but, be. Uh, yeah, I, no, absolutely. They're beautiful animals. I'm just joking around. <laughs> I mean, but you, also they can be assholes for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. want you to eat those uh, those sunflowers. There's weren't for you. Oh, man. Yeah. I was just fixing to say that. I planted a whole... Uh, a huge swash of uh of sunflowers and we were gonna you know it was for pictures and for the birds and just kind of to look at mm-hmm. and uh man they were doing so good and then one day man those deer just they came through and ate every uh head off of just about every one of them yeah couldn't same believe here it. same here so then last year i made one and i put a fence around it just a mm. temporary fencing and I put it a little closer to the house and it just didn't do good. I don't know if no. it was just a bad spot or what, maybe I planted too many. They were just piled in and they just, they just didn't grow that big. I don't know why. Dang. That's another thing, man. I love, I love learning. It, it's like an experiment, you know, I just keep, yeah. You, you, it's a learning experience. There's no right answer to gardening. There's no right answer to any of it. You just do what works for you. Right. I love that. It's fun. So, so what's working for you? Like, so, um, are you like, do you practice permaculture or like have guilds or, um, I guess raised, I think you've got raised beds. Is that right? Uh, I tried some raised beds last year. My wife wants them real bad, but I learned, see, I learned a lot from that. Uh, I just put some and the post that I did today, there was yeah. a, a post on raised beds today that actually explained everything. The secret to a raised bed is you have to bring in your own good soil. Uh, what I did is I took some compost and some dirt like just kind of scooped up out of my garden area. Yes. And it just had so many seeds in it. Oh, like no. it was just a raised bed with like tons of just weeds. And so in the garden, you can just, uh, I can run that tiller. See, I, I leave a long row, a wide row so I can run the tiller tractor in between each row and clean it up, clean all those weeds Cause I get a ton of weeds in my garden. There's just no way to stop them. Hmm. But if you get weeds up in your raised bed, they're really hard to deal with. So what you got to huh. do is you, you got to bring in some, some special soil that has been treated properly and doesn't have seeds in it. You either got to buy some or have it hauled in or make your own or something, but you don't want to just use any type of soil that you find in your raised beds does that make sense yeah it does it does make sense um okay i mean i i did a i did a post today 
about how my compost is going, hauling the deep litter out of my chicken coop and like all that organic matter getting broken down. And, um, and I put that, um, I empty up the chicken coop once a year about this time. So by the time we can start planting, it's ready. It's like, uh, it's, it's that all that nitrogen's not going to burn the plants anymore. Um, and so, I mean, my plants did awesome last year. We did, we did raised beds last year and we're going to, um, reuse them this year, obviously, and just throw on more, more fresh compost and hopefully they'll yeah, so, take off again. So that's what I was trying to say in that post today is like the only the only benefit benefit I see to raised beds, there's like three, maybe. The first one is you can put one anywhere. Like sure. if you wanted to put one on a driveway or on a back porch or on your deck, you could just put one there. That's cool. The second thing is no weeds. You know, you bring in this special soil or you bring in some organic soil or some, something that's been... You know, you can cook the seeds, I think. You can put it in your oven. I heard, I, I read that it stinks really bad if you do that. But anyway, you want to treat it to where there's no seeds in it. Because that's the only reason that you want to raise bed is to not have to deal with the weeds. And then the third thing um, is you can make one that's a little bit higher to where you don't yeah. have to bend over. And you can kind of sit on the side and hang out. Those are the three those are the three advantages. I can't really think of anything other than that. I, I've got 24 inch raised beds. I didn't want to bend over. Um, yeah, nice. I like, we got crap soil here in Montana. Um, yeah, that's where I, where yeah. I'm at. It's very rocky, the Rockies. It's weird. Okay. Um, and the other thing is, so we also did square foot gardening inside the raised bed. And so everything was planted very dense. And if something, um, it was just easier to manage that way. So uh, we, like, we had a absolute, uh, mess of tomatoes. Like we had to like peel the, uh, like branches apart in order to like harvest the tomatoes. Like every couple of days, it was crazy how, how just like matted together everything was. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that I don't happened know. in mind too. Yeah. Oh, the, and the, the other the thing, tomatoes, man. Tomatoes are a pain in the ass, to be honest. Like they're <laughs> really, they're really needy. Yeah. Uh, I don't even eat them. My wife eats them, uh, and sometimes it, whatever's left over, we make salsa. But I'm, I don't, I just don't like the taste of just plain tomatoes. I don't know. I just not my thing. I'm not a big tomato fan. Uh, they, my babies eat them though. The cherry tomatoes. My kids, it's weird, man. My kids love tomatoes. They'll just yep. eat a tomato. Yeah. So, so kids it's good to have them for them. And then my wife can uh, cook with them. So. The other thing but, yeah. um, about the race bet is that I built this this kind of cage over it that kind of like flips up like a DeLorean <laughs> to keep uh, the deer. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a picture or I'll post it on uh, Twitter or something like that tomorrow. 
Uh, I think I know what you're saying now. The top. So I used like fencing over the top. It looks, it's, it's like a, it's barn shaped, right? Yeah. And, and so the sides swing up like a DeLorean so we can get in it. And I did that to keep the deer out um, because just regular, like having a normal garden and fencing is expensive. And this was like my $50 solution to that, I guess. I don't know. So yeah. there's, there's a couple of reasons why I went with raised beds, but. Man, it's crazy how much everything costs. I mean, people don't realize that. Like just, yeah. just trying to put a fence around my garden, you know, is very expensive. $2,500 depending well, on the There's no way. Material. Uh, so the way I've done it, I got all these T-posts. I got old T-posts everywhere okay. from pulling out, pulling them out of the ground from old fences so I got plenty of posts and I go to tractor supply and buy this plastic, um, net. It's about six feet tall or five feet tall. Mm-hmm. And it comes on a roll, maybe a hundred feet. Mm-hmm. And that is still like 60, $70. So I got to get three or four of those and go around the whole thing. Jeez. But, uh, and, and it's plastic, right? It's not, it's not really nice. One day I'm going to build something nice, you know, like a real, maybe a wood fence. That would be cool. But, you know, it's just more work. And then another thing is you, for me, whenever I bring that tractor in to till it up, you know, I don't, I got to leave my, I either have to leave a, a plenty of space. So that makes the fence even bigger around it or, I don't know. Yeah. So that's why I like that plastic fencing. I can just pull it open. Right. And bring my tractor in. So there's no easy answers. So um what have you tried that's worked well? Well, uh for me, a fence is very important. It's very, very, very deer. important. Well, well, okay. So for me, the, what I do, I have a, uh, I have a great Pyrenees dog mm. that stays outside and she will not run off. Thank God. And she runs around all night long barking. I mean, all night long. So she keeps the deer out of my garden right behind my house. Mm-hmm. She can't keep them all away from all my trees all over the property because like there'll be some deer over here and she'll run over there and then there's some more deer over there i guess but the deer do are getting into my my trees but anyway she she keeps them out of the garden so i don't really have to worry too much about that but still during the season it's good to have a fence around it keeps the chickens out it keeps the kids out it keeps um people you know if you if you don't have a fence around your garden people are just going to walk right through it to get to wherever they're going it's just hmm. a fact of life even me i'll do it i'll oh like i see what you mean back to my to the back you. of my property i'm not going to walk around i'm going to walk right over my garden and eventually that's going to start messing stuff up True. so a fence is very important um and like I've covered a lot of this in my sub stack, but what, what I do nowadays is I, I have a few plants that we like 
it's green beans because you can get a ton of them and i put them i put them right in the in the ground and they come up you know you don't have to propagate the seeds and do all this crazy stuff so green beans cream peas it's kind of like a black black eyed pea uh, okay get a ton of those uh, it grows so good and easy um those are like my main staples because we can put them up we can eat them they taste good uh so i got i got like five or six plants that that do really good and they grow easy throughout the summer like okra but i don't know okra okra isn't that great it's 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 all right but those it's green beans right. and the peas you know you can eat on that pretty much all year so yeah anyway what i do is just till up that ground i try to add i've been adding chicken and compost and add, i've been adding leaves um just kind of adding organic matter over the past month or two whatever i can get and scrape up and just dumping it in there and I'm going to let it sit for another couple of weeks. And then I'm just about to till it all up and go again. One nice. other thing that I do is uh, I go, and I don't know if this helps, but it, it kind of makes sense to me. I go to tractor supply and get some of that organic alfalfa pellets. Okay. You know what that is? It's like yep. feed for horses. I'll get mm -hmm. like two or three bags of that and sprinkle that all out into my garden area. And it gets wet and it expands and it basically puts a little bit of nitrogen in the ground. Hmm. And I till that, that up in there too. That's crazy. I've never heard of that. Just dry or do you soak it? Uh, just dry and, and let, you know, the rain will come and uh, it'll, I kind of don't want it to break down until it gets tilled down into the ground and then sure, the okay. rain will kind of break it up. But yeah, so let's see a year ago last year i got a soil test and uh everything looked good except the nitrogen so i was like i don't want to add anything okay. i don't want to add anything but nitrogen so sure yep there there aren't too many things that you can add that's just nitrogen uh it's like blood meal like, where the hell are you gonna get that and i need a lot of it so I kept reading and reading and reading, and finally I saw somebody say that uh, alfalfa, and it made sense because it's just like green grass, basically. So I That's do that. Cool. That's I a cool a trick. Clover. I planted a little clover in between the rows. So what I do is I draw a row right on the very edge of my garden. Okay. First row. Then I skip a whole tractor space, a whole tractor wide, and do another row. So that way, throughout the season, those weeds will start growing pretty high. And I come through with that tiller and just till everything up. And it just kind of cleans it up. I can run the tiller pretty close to my row and get a lot of those weeds. I still can't, you know, obviously I can't get all the weeds that are in the row by the plants, but I can at least kind of clean up my garden a little bit. It leaves me right. some room. And so what I did last year is I planted some uh, clover in those big wide rows 
and then came and tilled that up down into it. So that added a little bit more nitrogen. Well, I'm just kind of experimenting, you know, just kind of trying yeah. to figure it all out. Be like, oh, wow, that works. So then are you going to get another soil test after doing the alfalfa pellets? Uh, I probably ought to do one, yeah. I haven't done just one Just to verify, since. like, okay, that works. <laughs> yeah, I probably should. That's a good idea. Um, But all my plants, you know, the plants did work. You know, like, everything grew yeah. pretty good, so... So that what kind of what didn't work then? What didn't work? Yeah, like what you tried, you're like, wow, that was an utter failure. Uh that damn raised bed that I talked about in my substack today, that was terrible. Cause it was just so much weeds. It was okay. crazy. I don't know what the hell happened. And and also I was being cheap and I built the bed out of a log. I, I had okay. four pieces of heavy, heavy log that I pulled over there yeah it looks them, beefy yeah and stacked them in a square and then i filled it all with dirt and it looked great but then all these weeds started coming up and cucumbers and i didn't even plant cucumbers in there and uh you know tomato <laughs> everywhere tomato plants the invasive you know? cucumber so, <laughs> so everybody everybody reading that was probably like why didn't you just pull them up you know whatever you didn't want well I didn't want to do that at first. At first I was like, man, this is kind of cool. I got cucumbers. I got tomatoes everywhere. You know, I was like, well, let's see what happens. Well, next thing you know, it was wild. It was like a jungle. I mean, mm -hmm. it was just plants everywhere. So I cleaned it up and it worked, but it just kind of didn't go the way I wanted it to. So I got rid of those raised beds. Um, let's see what else didn't work. Last year, I got some tomatoes from this place called So True Seed. That's mm -hmm. kind of where I get my, that's where I have been getting my seeds. And I got a, a it was like a, a big slicing tomato variety. You know, there's millions of them. Oh, yeah. And uh, I planted some of those. And for some reason, I planted them all the way down in the corner of my garden on the far end. And they never did really do very good. I mean, it took them forever. And then by the time they actually turned red, it was just kind of so late in the season and hot. So I don't know if that was the brand or if it was the location because it was far, far away. So like I put all my compost pile on one side of the garden. And so that, that compost kind of washes down the hill like the nutrients okay. a little bit yeah so i'm thinking that the tomatoes were on that far side and it was just kind of bad soil over there you know it just didn't have as much good stuff down there maybe i don't know that's possible yeah um so what are you what are you trying are you trying anything new 2022 you got you got some goals for this year well this year um let's see what 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 am i gonna try different um i'm thinking about doing you know i told you i had that second little area where i put all those sunflowers yes i think this year i'm gonna do the same thing i'm gonna fence that little area in 
and I'm going to do sweet potatoes. I'm going to do like a bunch of sweet potatoes in there and just let them go crazy. Cause I don't know if you've ever done sweet potatoes, but it's like uh, a vine. It's like a vine and it just, they go nuts. So I'm going to try that. And then I'm going to do what I always do. Just plant my stuff, plant my green beans and my peas. Um, I'm going to, the other thing is I'm going to try to get this fence going. I, I built a, about 2000 feet of fence last summer. And now I need to come back and close all that in. It's probably another 2000 feet. Holy smokes. So once I get that done, I'll have a nice, it's like 11 acres that I can just throw a cow in or throw goats in. Once I get that done, I can just, like, if I see somebody that's selling a cow, just grab it. Just get it. If yeah. I see somebody selling a goat for $100, just grab it, right? Right now, I got I'm looking at it like, yeah, I want that goat, but, I mean, they're kind of piled in right now. I don't really need any more right now. Sure. So that's kind of my main goal. What about your bees? Oh, yeah, bees. So I got four hives last year. We did about 30 gallons. And it's just not really enough to do to sell, right? Because okay. you sell, you know, 30 gallons sounds like a lot. But uh, I need to save a pretty good bit for me to last all year. Right. So anyway, we're, we're doubling the operation. That's what I'm going to try to do this year. I got four more hives set up. So then we'll have a total of eight. Um, I got my bees coming in next week, I think. And so everything's set up and ready for them. But it's not going to be like immediate double the honey output. It's going to take a little while for them to draw up the honeycombs and build up. Right. You know, they got they got to build up their their own honey first. And then they start building honey for me. Right, so it takes yeah. a little while. So I'm thinking in a year or two, I should be up to 60 gallons, maybe. That'd be pretty sweet. It would be. And so my goal is to try to double every year. That's pretty and, ambitious. Uh, around here, my wife, she got into the bees too. She found this guy. He's an old man. He's probably 70. And he taught her how to do everything, right? He was her mentor. That's great. And yeah, he, he really did help us out a lot and got us going. And um, But anyway, I guess what I'm saying is the bee community is aging around here. Yeah. You know, they're getting old. And it could be a big opportunity for me if I want to pursue it. I just got to think about it, right? It's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, it's not easy. You got to uh, be out there in the hot sun and you got to be sweating, messing with all these little animal, you know, these little insects crawling all over you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's not really my type of work. I like, I like the hard work about it. Like I wish my wife could just handle everything and I just do the heavy labor. Right. I just pick up the boxes, 
and move it. Tell me where you I want like this. That. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. But, you know, we got kids, and so it's hard to get everything done. Absolutely. Do you guys, last thing about your bees, do you guys have bear problem where you're at? No, 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 no. Oh, no, okay. be- no bears. Okay. That's and, good. Uh, yeah, uh, whenever we first got them, I was thinking that the raccoons would be a problem. We got raccoons everywhere, thousands mm-hmm. of them. So I set some traps out there by the honeybees, and uh, they never did. But and our mentor, he he's like, don't even worry about it. So, because it seems like a raccoon would be able to knock that thing over if they really yeah, wanted to. I think so. Yeah, when something's hungry, they're they're gonna go after it hard. So I don't know why they don't, but they don't. They told me not to worry about it. So, but yeah, thankfully, no, we don't have any bears. I would That's hate good. that. I would hate that. That's just, just in general, or just for with. your bees? It's just another thing to deal with. <laughs> That's true. But hey, keep the deer away, right? Also, yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah. So what's been the biggest challenge in, in homesteading that you faced then is, is it the deer? Is that the hardest? (laughs) No, no, man. Um, let's see. I don't know, man. I guess those fences are kind of hard, man. Building fences, uh, just the time and the money. Yeah. Time, money, uh, just trying to make sure it all works good, right? Like, I get right. stressed out trying to make sure, especially the fence up by the road. Mm-hmm. You know, I want it to look good. I don't yeah. want to build some fence that's going to fall down in a year. Yeah. So, I, I put a lot I of I hate redoing stuff, that. yeah. But it, it came out really nice, you know. It came out really nice. Um, I guess, for me, you know, it's just getting everything done. You know, over the summer the grass grows, you know, you got weed eating to do. And I mean, half of it is just maintaining your property. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much a lot of it is just mowing fences. Now I got an aunt and she wants the trails mowed with the tractor. Right. So, and you know, she wanted a, a, a bridge built over the Creek, you know, so it's just always, kind of something something else going on pulling you away and then the kids you know the kids and there's always something going on that we gotta go do or whatever you know it's just hard to juggle everything um but luckily i got a wife man and she kind of runs things she kind of feeds everybody every morning um i have automatic waterers so at least i know that they're they're gonna get they got water right yeah and uh once i get that front pasture in they'll have plenty of grass you won't even have to worry about that so um i guess just time (laughs) time's the hardest thing because i got a day job too i I go to work every day too so do you mind mind sharing what it is that you do i'm just a supervisor at a plant okay Okay. We got welders and painters and assemblers, and uh, I'm kind of the 
supervisor. I keep track of their time and try to keep them busy. And uh, I purchase all the parts. So I'm in supply chain. I'm a supply right. chain guy. Supply That's chain basically guy. All right. my background. You've had a hell so, of a job then the last few years. <laughs> yeah. It, it hasn't really, it wasn't that bad until like this, the past six months for okay, me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because we are able to get parts from a lot of different places. Okay. You know, it's not like a very special part. I mean, we do have special parts that, that do have to come from a certain place, but uh, we've been able to kind of um, adapt but recently it's getting bad with our main parts that are very specific. Mm -hmm. And so there's nowhere else to get them. Right. So that's kind of coming to a, a head right now, but uh, yeah, it's not too bad. Just got to stay what, on top of it. What would you uh, tell people that want to get started in like, farming or homesteading i'll say go ahead don't, uh, <laughs> do like now go yeah, ahead i mean for for me i wish i would have done it earlier you know you're always gonna wish you would have started something sooner right um uh, the the main thing i would say is like try to make sure that your wife is on board with it you know because if if she doesn't want to do it then that's true you probably shouldn't do it you're doing all the work like you're gonna get no support it's really got to be a joint effort for sure yeah well and she's gonna hate it you know <laughs> that's if, true if your wife doesn't want to be in out in the woods then you're not gonna be a homesteader sorry yeah you know, it's just kind of spending all your time with that dumb garden yeah yeah well she's gonna want to go out and and go out to eat so yeah. at least find a place that is kind of close to the city. You know, don't yeah. kill yourself and go buy something way out in the, in the middle of nowhere. Alaskan bush people. Yeah. Uh, luckily we're, we're kind of close to a city. So I don't know how people do it that are way out. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be in the city, but I don't want to be like two hours to get something to eat. Right. Right. Like, and, and we don't eat out very much. Let me, don't let me get you confused, but you know, it is yeah. nice to get out and take a break and go get something to eat. Right. Dude, I'm with you. It's the, nice to go out. Going out to eat has gone expensive and crap quality so like it's uh, like not even worth half the time it's not even worth going unless you're willing to drop like 45 bucks a person you know what i mean like we went up uh out with some friends uh just a couple days ago or whatever and i bought just a crap load of barbecue just for myself and i stretched out into a couple meals with leftovers and whatnot but um and my wife got a pizza and so like it's just, it's it's just it's too expensive to go out anymore, and you're just like, oh, this tastes like crap, anyways. I'm gonna stay home. Yeah, I mean, you're right, but see, for me, I don't. We don't drink, you know. I don't do any. I don't have any um, 
other engagements, right? I don't have anything. Right. I don't go play golf. So for me, you sound more like a I hockey really guy. Do, huh? You sound more like a hockey guy anyway. <laughs> no, man. No way. <laughs> Frolf? Uh, what'd you say? Golf? Frolf. Frisbee golf. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I do like frisbee golf. I haven't played well, that there you in go. years. <laughs> I used to always get high and lose my frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were growing something other than whatever you tomatoes and cucumbers on your property. I knew it. No, no, no. This is that's long why long you're long anonymous. Long. Now we're getting long, long, good long. answers. This is perfect. Right. I'm smarter I than this. I look. Throw some poppies. I'm smarter than I look. But uh, uh, so so, what's your background, man? Would you? What made you decide to do all this? Uh, that's enough about me. We're talking about you. No. Uh, okay. No, yeah. we can we we can get into it in just a little bit. I I got two more questions for you. Okay. Go is ahead. That, is that okay? So, what does the future of farming look like to you? Uh, the future of farming is breaking this cycle of going to the grocery store to get everything. You know, Costco needs mm-hmm. to go. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of getting sick of everybody just relying on somebody else to farm their stuff, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We got to get out of that mindset. I'm not saying that everybody has to do what I do, but everybody can like go to the uh, farmer's market and find somebody that kind of lives close to them that does it right and and you don't Mm -hmm. have to buy everything but maybe find somebody close to you that grows something carrots salad mix something and you start kind of networking with people around you so that you're a little bit more self-reliant you know i want people to quit buying everything from china china is like i I love china like the people of china Mm -hmm. i think they're a lot like us you know they're just trying to work and provide for their families and they're dealing with a crazy government just like us but as far as china in general like the actual government and they they i don't i don't like them I don't like what they're doing to our country. And it's not just them. A, a lot of our politicians are allowing it. And so yeah, I just see a huge mess in our country. And I'm not just talking about like Republican and Democrat. I'm talking about in general, they're both bad. They're both allowing it. They're both paid off. And, and it goes top down. The corporations are just killing us. You know, you can't trust any of the food that you eat. You can't trust any of the products you buy. I mean, it's just gotten totally crazy. And so my thing is the future of farming is we kind of learn where the eggs come from. You know, we learn that eggs really aren't white. You know, they aren't all white. Right. The milk doesn't have to be pasteurized you know 
it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be pasteurized. Uh, why, why can't I sell raw milk to another human? Why can't I? Let's start asking these questions and let's start pushing back on these local governments and say, and also let's try to get involved in our local community and, and not worry so much about what's going on in Washington, because I really don't care what's going on in Washington anymore. There's nothing I can do about it, but all I can do is like get to know my neighbor, make sure that, you know, if, if some shit happened, I might be able to make it for a couple weeks, you know, yeah. when everybody's going to the grocery store, I'm not, I'm going the other way. I'm going farther out into the sticks to sure, see my yeah. neighbor. And so that's what I'm trying to get my, my people on the uh, Twitter, my followers to mm-hmm. think like whenever, whenever it happens, whenever something bad happens, Costco is going to have a line out the door all the way out to the end of the parking lot. I mean, of people trying to get in there and buy something. Yeah. Buy eggs or whatever. You know, you don't have to be that person. You can go to your, if you go now and start building relationships at the farmer's market once every other Saturday and you meet somebody that you kind of connect with a little bit, and you start talking to them and then you can say, all right, do you know anybody that has milk around here? Mm-hmm. And they say, yeah, my cousin has two milk cows and say, well, can you bring me two gallons of milk every other week? Whenever I come to the uh, farmer's market to buy my eggs from you. And he say, yeah. And so then you got eggs and milk straight from the source. And so then you don't have to worry about Costco shutting down or whatever, you know? And, and so that's what it's all about for me. That's what I'm trying to get people to realize and understand. Dude, I love that. It's uh, it's a, the decentralization of food. Like that's yeah. what we need. Like this whole trucking it in from here, there and everywhere. You know, your food's probably more than 500 miles from wherever it was grown, usually. So, like, if you can go across the street or the other side of town and you have 75% of what you typically eat, like, that's perfect. Yeah. Well, and and that's kind of what kept me from getting all the way into it like I am Mm -hmm. now. I used to keep a small garden just to play, playing around. And I used to think, man, all this work, when I can just go to the grocery store and get, you know, six tomatoes for a dollar, it doesn't make sense. Well, it's not necessarily about that. That's what I've learned. It's about now I know what, where that tomato came from, because you can't trust anything anymore, Mm. right? The organic thing is just a label. Uh, And so just imagine like, what is going into the dirt where, I mean, if you start thinking about it, it's kind of crazy. And then also think about what those chickens are having to deal with. I mean, they're in the, the worst environment oh, yeah, that you so would gross. ever imagine the pigs. I'm, I'm not a huge, like PETA guy, PETA, whatever. Yeah. But like, I do have a soul and I don't like abusing animals. 
Exactly. Like, they deserve better. And so you're just feeding that, that machine. And so if you can break any of it, if you can break it just by, by growing your own tomatoes, that's saving a little bit. Right. And now everything costs a lot more. So it's, it's kind of coming back around in, in my favor. It's making me look a little better now. Now yeah, you're not so crazy and say, Hey guys, you know, I might not be looking so stupid after all, right? In a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'll have to wait that long. Give it like six to 12 months and you're going to be like king or something. We'll see. I mean, and I'm not, a, I'm not about doing the sub stack. I'm not really trying to make money off of that. I'm just, the reason why I went paid is just to kind of see. I'm just learning, really. I'm, I'm just learning tinkering you know, sure yeah it's another the substack is it's it's kind of it's kind of stressful man because it's just always another thing that you have to do right yeah uh, and, and and whenever i went paid that kind of sealed the deal like i can't just not you know when it was free it was like ah, i'll just take off for a couple weeks right right you now anyway. you're holding yourself accountable yeah yeah that makes sense so we, in explaining your bowtie farmer from like bowtie bull, you kind of touched on crypto at the beginning there. How does crypto yeah. play a role in individual sovereignty? Oh, okay. It's the same thing as the food industry. You know, you got all these corporations mm -hmm. that are just basically screwing us you know there's no other way to put it and there's nothing wrong with the banks and the stock market and all that i get it man but if you think about it and and also crypto has its problems too i mean don't get me wrong there's scam after scam after scam there's horrible people involved in it i mean it's it's nothing nothing rosy but it's an alternative to the current system mm -hmm. to where I can keep, you know, or someone could keep their own funds in their own possession, just like gold, right? You can take mm -hmm. gold and put it in a safe and nobody really knows about it. That's kind of what it is. Dumbed down a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you, you really, you can, with, with crypto, you can actually, they do know where it is. It's actually, pretty transparent everything is every transaction yeah. is is permanent yeah that's kind of the point is that it's a public ledger yeah yeah so but uh you know it, one day it will be the system yeah i don't know how it's all going to work out and i don't have any predictions but i know i know trucking paper dollars across the city and paying a guard to watch it and put it in this big safe and guard it. That ain't the answer. <laughs> That's very expensive. No. Uh, so if it's just digits on a screen, it's just so much more efficient that right. there's no way you can not go crypto. Eventually it right. might be a government. It might be a, a government dollar 
crypto. And that's what they it's, want to do eventually. It's coming. That shit's that Very scares soon. me bad. The CDBC. Yeah. yeah. That is scary. Because yeah, it is. that's where they want us. When, whenever that happens, <clears throat> they got us right where they want us. Right, then it's like it's cancel culture is it's on, it's cancel culture on steroids then. Because then they can oh, yeah? just zap all your money out. Just yeah, turn I mean, off. we're like looking at Canada right now. I mean, that's going to be like child's play compared to what's coming. Mm. Like, you, I mean, and, uh, you know, Visa and MasterCard turning off transactions in Russia or whatever. So people can't pay for this or that over in Russia right now and blah, blah, blah. Like that's, that's nothing compared to what we're going to experience here very, very soon. Yeah. It's going to be where if you don't do this, then we'll just take all your money. And also it's like they give you money and you have to spend it by this date. Can you imagine that? Yeah. I mean, like, think about just how bad money. inflation is right now. Like you spend the money or it's going to be worth less tomorrow and the next day well, the, the, and the next no, day I'm saying, like, and the next I'm, day. I'm saying these governments, if it's a, if it's a digital currency, they'll give it to you. Like, let's say, your company has to give you, they, everybody pays you in this digital dollar. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's all connected to the central government. They know. Mm -hmm. And so each company has to ask them for the, for the money to give to you. And then they, they can put a timer on it and say, if you because don't spend all this sure. money, it's just crazy. I mean, so that is whenever pretty crazy. That happens, I think another thing is whenever that happens, I think they're going to just wipe out the debt and just start over. So who knows what will happen mm -hmm. then? It's just, I just worry about it for my kids. That's the only, I mean, for me, I'm like, let's go ahead and do it now. Let's get this over with. Let's see what's going to happen. But then I got yeah. kids. So I'm like, uh, maybe I don't know what to do. It's all ugly. Anyway, just, you cut it. Yeah, so so that's what that's another thing I wanted to say. Back then, I was like, "Well, it doesn't really make sense to do all this just for a few tomatoes." But now, what I'm doing is okay. So I got 30 hens, right? I got about 10 eggs a day. I got these two goats, dairy goats. So I'm getting about a gallon a day in milk. And then I got the cow. I can butcher him in a couple months and then I'll get another cow. So I think that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Just being able to, it's, I'm never going to be able to like not go to the store. I'm still going to have to go to the store. Right. Mm -hmm. Never going to be completely self sufficient, but I think it's kind of cool, you know, having some eggs around, having some milk around, having some uh, meat in the cooler. And then growing some lettuce to have a salad is perfect. I think it's the way God wanted us to do it. I think so. Dude, you talk about why, like, buying tomatoes versus growing tomatoes. What did it for me was the first time I did the egg crack test of a store-bought egg in the frying pan right next to a homegrown egg. 
sealed the deal for me. That that store bought egg, even though it was brown, that yolk was so yell like pale yellow and gross when mine, the one that I like grew here was just like a nice rich orange color then just like you'd never want to eat a store-bought egg ever again like yeah gross disgusting throw it in the trash i know well what's up with that (laughs) and they wash them oh my god have you seen how they make sugar no i haven't i mean that's what i'm talking about like no wonder everybody's like the sugar's causing diabetes the sugar's causing diabetes i'm like i don't know i think it might be all the chemicals you're putting in the damn sugar i mean Hmm. what go on youtube and watch it okay how to make sugar i mean they cook it and they boil it and they add all these chemicals and then it's ultra processed okay i guess that makes sense yeah it's gross so that's everything. That's uh, the seed oils. That's uh, that's what we're getting. So, yeah. And the eggs. I think they wash those. There's no telling what they wash it in. It's just gross. Chlorine, I guess. I don't know. Probably some chemical. Yeah. Well, hey man, we've uh, we've been at it for a little while. Um, is there anything that you wanted to touch on that we didn't already talk about? Oh man, I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, I appreciate appreciate you being here. So you've got we talked about your Substack a couple times. You can go to bowtidefarmer.com. Right? Is that the one? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah bowtidefarmer.com. And there's a link to his Substack and his farm store. So he's got some vegetable uh 15 variety seeds there he's got an herb garden lot uh honey for sale lots of good stuff check him out yep 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 and of course follow him on follow him on twitter bowtied farmer or at bowtied farmer so yeah man 